Yeah, yeah. Go and play that. Take you down, I'ma say that. Money me a couple dollars. Telling you now this payback. Huh. So I'll take that. Ask them now. What up, guys? Welcome to Bliss Mode Radio. We are on episode three. And today I'm going to be talking about uh, resolutions, uh, a little bit of nutrition, and just talking about like commitments and how to really just like stay consistent with the gym. I mean, it's kind of like a, a big thing that everyone seems to struggle with. We either go hard or we just like fall off and that balance seems to be really what everybody is chasing after and because that's you know that's that's wonderland like that's what everyone wants is they want to be able to eat a burger but work out hard and get abs and get results but like enjoy life and I feel like as a culture we have like this um stipulation that has to be one or the other you have to if you want to look good and feel good then you have to be in the gym can, um, uh, a lot and you have to be really strict and deprive yourself and not enjoy things. And that is really what leads us into falling off, not going to the gym and eating food for every single meal that's just horrible for you. And uh, I know that's what I did for a long time. And now I am in this life of balance and it's just, it's so good. And I just want everyone to be here and experience it. And so that's what I'm gonna talk to you about today. Um, but first, what we're going to get into is New Year's resolutions. As we are creeping up, we got like 10 days until the new year. And this is the time when everyone starts to think about what it is that they're going to get rid of and change for 2019 and how they're, they get a fresh start and a clean slate. And um, I heard Tony Robbins talk the other day about, he was talking about resolutions and he said that that a resolution, the word is actually comes from the word to resolve something. And so, you know, we have like these problems of, uh, let's say wanting to work out. So the new year will start and be like, all right, well, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to lose 50 pounds and I'm going to work out every day or five days a week, or whatever it is that you have your resolution to be, or I'm going to quit smoking or I'm going to quit eating sugar. And, um, what tends to happen is the new year starts, we have this resolution, like, let's even just say, I'm going to quit eating fast food. And um, what we do is we start the new year and we just stop doing it. And then um, January 8th rolls around and we find ourselves at the McDonald's drive through and we don't know why we couldn't keep our commitment. And it's because we said the problem that we had and all we did was going into the new year was just trying not to do something that we've always done. And we don't have that resolve. We don't have the, uh, the answer to solving the problem. And so of course we're gonna go back into a habit that's probably been a habit for years. It doesn't just go away. I mean, there is some stuff that people just cold turkey on and kudos to them because that does take a lot of willpower. And sometimes people just reach a point where they're just sick of how something makes them feel. And so they're able to have that, that mental switch. Um, but for a lot of us, like we have habits that we build up and then they don't just go away. Like a lot of these habits people have dealt with for 10 plus 15, 20 years, and they're not just going to go away because it's a new year, new me kind of deal. And so we need to have a solution for that problem. But also a big problem with our mentality of New Year's resolutions is we think about like example, I'm going to quit eating fast food. Um, that is in your head, you're actually, your subconscious is thinking about what it is that you're not getting. So all of a sudden you're not getting something that you enjoy. 
And what that leads to is you feeling deprived and feeling like, oh, this sucks. I want something that I enjoy. I don't like feeling like I'm not getting something. And so what Tony Robbins was talking about is if your New Year's resolution is to stop eating fast food, think about what it is that you are going to gain out of not having fast food. So, you know, I'm going to stop eating fast food because I am going to gain a much healthier me so that I can be a better mom or I can um, feel better when I get up or I can be more consistent in the gym because I'm not going to feel like crap the next day or whatever it may be. There are so many things that you're going to gain, which is what we're trying to get to when you get rid of these these bad habits. Um, but we don't think about that. We just think about what it is that we're losing. And Usually what it is that we're trying to quit is something that we are addicted to and that we truly enjoy on some type of level. And so change your mentality to um, I'm, I'm gaining something and think about what it is that you're gaining out of what you're trying to remove and then having a game plan for that. So my goal is to quit eating fast food. So what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to just wake up every day and hope that there's food for me to eat. Because that leads me to getting hungry and having nothing but to drive through uh, McDonald's or Taco Bell or whatever it is. So if I am going to stop eating fast food, I have to have a plan for what is going to feed me. And so whether that's getting a meal prep service or meal prepping for yourself, um, grocery shopping, having a plan, having food stocked in your refrigerator or whatever it is, um, that's going to lead you to being consistent and not getting not getting you to desperately go back to whatever it is that you are trying to get rid of. Um, so having a game plan, having a solution, reaching that resolve. So um, as far as New Year's resolutions, I'm not a huge resolutioner because I feel like people bank on the new year being a new me and that their problems are just going to go away. So if you are a resolutioner and you know, there are people who really like a clean slate, and uh, Michael made a good point. He's like, he's like, sometimes it just feels good to have a clean slate, which I fully get, and I totally get. That's why you just feel best starting something on a Monday, and we really do all feel like this sense of opportunity as a new year starts of like, oh, okay, like, what can this year bring for me? So I totally get that and understand um, that, that space. Um, so as long as you're going into a resolution with okay, like with what we talked about, having a good mental space and a game plan, then the resolutions will be best for you. So like for me, I just have goals and I'm having a plan of attack. And um, the, re- the new-, new Year's resolution is just kind of a tainted word to me because to me that's, that's kind of like a, a failed thing. I mean, my mom had the same, she had like 15 uh, New Year's resolutions and she had that taped to her mirror my entire childhood. Like every single day, not just at New Year's. It was every single day. And I remember always seeing it and she never reached any of them, I don't think. And um, I remember just always seeing that. And so to me, that that's what I think of New Year's resolutions is stuff that people people fail at, set expectations and don't, don't reach. So um, think about that. Think about what it is that you can change up and have this go into this new year in a better space. Um, Something else I want to talk about is commitments. So last night, this is a great example of keeping a commitment. So I worked a long day yesterday. Um, I didn't have time to work out on my break from my two shifts at the gym. 
And so I was reaching the end of the night. It was 8.30 at night. And I had told myself before my shift started that I was going to do at least 15 minutes of exercise um, after class because I needed to do something. I really haven't been um, getting my workouts um, this week. And I just knew for me to have like a mental, be in a good place going home that I needed to get something done. And so, um, but the best thing is, is making a small commitment that you can keep to. So if I would have said, all right, after work, I'm going to get an hour long leg workout in and it's going to be a really hard workout and I'm going to push myself. There is no way that I would have done it. I was so tired when I got off last night. I had to open the gym the next morning. So I had to be up at 4am. And so I just, I just, there's no, I would have been like, you know what? I need to get rest. I need to be healthy. Like I will work out later. And I would have made an excuse not to work out. But since my commitment was small and I said, okay, I'm just going to commit to doing 15 minutes of something intense, get my heart rate up, get a sweat on. That way I feel like I listed something, then I would feel much better. And so again, the shift ended, it's 830 at night. I'm tired and I just sat on the floor and I was like, okay, it's only 15 minutes. And because it was only 15 minutes, that is what got myself up. I walked to the treadmill and I was like, I'm gonna put it on a max incline and the fastest I can go in 15 minutes at a max incline. I just wanna get the most amount of distance possible. And that was a challenge I set up for myself. And what's crazy is once you get moving, as soon as you can just get started, and the endorphins start releasing, the blood's flowing, you're automatically not tired, you're feeling good, and you're, you're ready, you get in that zone of just ready to work. Put on some good music, and I was going, and I had an insanely great workout. Um, it was 15 minutes of torture, I burned a lot of calories, and I uh, felt like just that runner's high afterwards. And had I not had to get up early that next morning, I actually would have stayed and gotten a much longer workout in because I was already feeling good. So most of the time you just got to get started, just commit to moving in some way. And it will usually lead to you doing a workout because you're, you're all of a sudden you're warm, you're feeling good and you just got to get going. Um, but because I stuck to my word and I said, no matter what, no matter how tired I am, I'm going to do 15 minutes. I was in such a good space mentally that I stuck to what I said I was going to do and I felt so accomplished. I mean, I truly felt like I had just done some hour and a half long intense workout because I kept my commitment of doing what I said I was going to do and continuously making those small commitments and succeeding at them, that is what builds consistency and that is how you build a consistency to to keep doing something. But if I were to have not done that workout last night, probably wouldn't have stuck to doing my workout today. And then Saturday would come because I'm used to not doing my workouts and skipping them because I can make very valid excuses. And so that is the habit I'll create. But instead, I am making a way for me to create a habit of sticking to my word and just start moving no matter what. And then either I will just work out for 15 minutes and I'll have that win of sticking to my word or I'll start working out, feel good, and then go go work out longer anyway because I'm already feeling great. And so it's a win-win. There's no way to really lose in that. So um, think about that. Think about the commitments that you're setting out and also the expectations. So I don't, um, I don't have a high expectation every single day of what my movement is going to look like. And so I knew on Thursday that I was working a long day, so I didn't set out a high expectation of me to 
get in some crazy long workout. I knew that I just needed to get something and that was what I was gonna commit to. Whereas Saturday, I only work a few hours in the morning. So I am setting that expectation of, I am gonna get a really good workout in on Saturday. And that's what I will commit to then. So just making sure that you're not setting yourself up for failure, because I think that's what happens, especially as we roll into the new year, is we, we want the best for ourselves. So we, we say, okay, this would be the best, working out an hour a day, drinking a spinach smoothie every single morning, and drinking a gallon of water, when none of that is what you're doing now. And so the expectation is so high, all of a sudden by day three you fail, and then you're leading into that habit of, I'm just gonna keep failing, keep failing, keep failing. So find those small commitments, keep stick to them, and um, be realistic with your, your expectations. <sighs> All right, next thing I'm gonna go to, um, a little bit of nutrition. So I talked to, I actually just um, was with the guys, we did our Mob Ties podcast, and we talked about macros, and I just felt like this is such a good thing to discuss because it really is such a good baseline for so many people to start. Because um, I know a lot of people like do calorie counting, which is where I started. That was actually when I was um, very unhealthy and was um, very obsessed. And I would count every single calorie of every piece of spinach or whatever it is that I was eating. And, um, but that led into, um, you know, counting macros and macro macronutrients is carbs, fat, protein. Those are the three macronutrients. And that's like the baseline of, of all calories and, and life essentially. So, um, carbs are four calories, protein is four calories, and then fat is nine calories. And so what I think is best is for everyone to count macros in a certain season of life. And that season is really when you're wanting a significant amount of change and you're okay with um, really being a little bit more uncomfortable than normal and not trying to have balance at that season of your life. So I'm in a season of life right now where I'm, at, I'm full balance, but I did count macros very strictly for about four years. And what was great about that is it gave me so much knowledge of, I can look at food and pretty much almost guess how many calories are in it, approximately how many carbs, proteins, and fats. And um, you know, before that, I would have no idea and just guess. And when I started adding things into my fitness pal, I would be really surprised at like how dense um, in carbs or fat that some certain foods could be. And, um, like a lot of people like they'll go to Jamba Juice and not realize that the smoothie that they got that they think is going to get them skinny has 80 grams of carbs and 40 grams of sugar. And it's just like dang near drinking a blended Snickers, but, um, they just have no idea how macros work. So they think since, okay, these are, um, you know, this is a banana and berries that are blended up, it's still carbohydrates. And your, your body can only consume a certain amount of carbohydrates to expend. And if you're not expending those, then they get stored. Um, all, all fat is is stored energy. So it's your body having extra energy that you didn't expend. And so it stores it later for you to use. Um, it doesn't just evaporate. And so um, you just need to learn how how much energy basically it is that you need to consume and how much energy you're expending and that's really when you start to learn that balance and so that's where I'm at now and I just know about how many carbs about how much fat and protein that I need to be having in order to keep the physique that I have now 
which is um, what's great. So um, if you've never counted macros, um, I highly recommend hiring a coach, which is what I did, and having someone give you your macros. That way you're not just shooting in the dark because it is really confusing. And I had even I was even a trainer at this point, and I didn't really understand where where to go and how many to have or or whatever. So there are a lot of great macro coaches out there who can not only give you the numbers, but explain to you, you know, why it is that you're using, um, why you have your fats this high or carbs at this um, number or whatever it is. So that, that is um, definitely what I would suggest if you've never done that. And just know that it is, it is just for a season. It's not for a forever thing, for sure. Um, what I hope everyone has is, reaches, is the balance that I have now where you can just eat healthy and enjoy life like yesterday I had a turkey burger and sweet potato fries for lunch and today I had two donuts <laughs> so I kind of need to like lay low a little bit this weekend because I've been treating myself this week but I I never feel deprived and I never feel like I like I used to feel and I spent a long time being very envious of all my friends who were eating junk all the time and drinking a lot of beer. And I was just like sitting there sipping my water as a 21 year old thinking like, why did I struggle with my weight so much? And none of my friends struggle with their weight and they're not even trying to lose weight. And I feel like I work out two hours a day and I eat healthy and all of these things and sitting in my little pity party. But what's great is I'm now in my late twenties and I have mastered this and you know um a lot of my friends are creeping into their late 20s and early 30s and now their body's starting to not react the same way and so I find it kind of a, a blessing that I got into um the fitness industry when I did because um one I found my passion um through struggling with my own um body image issues and weight um, but I also, I got a handle on my own health early in life and it's cause I was kind of forced to, because I refused to, um, follow the genetics of being overweight and that, that just being normal and that just being what I was prone to. Um, I just didn't want that for myself. And so I just found a way to halt it and it's been a journey and an experience and it's been, um, you know, it's a forever, it's a forever learning thing. There's so much I'm still learning. And, um, that's the thing about the fitness industry. You're, you, you, just, you need to always be like a sponge and just know that there's always more that you can learn and that your, your, your fitness and your nutrition is always going to evolve. I don't work out or eat near like I did even even a year ago, but two years ago, if you were to look at my body, not that it was very different in weight, I was really about the same weight. I've been in like the upper 130s, low 140s for like four years now, but my body looks extremely different. And it's because my training changed and my nutrition changed and it, 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 will, it will forever evolve. And I'm sure in two years, it will be totally different then. And so just be open to that. Always be searching for new things that you enjoy, um, especially when it comes to fitness. Um, I just, I hope that all the people who are standing there on the Stairmaster are really enjoying it because the Stairmaster for an hour is what I used to do. And I remember just hating it and thinking that working out had to be something that was like treacherous and that you just didn't enjoy. And it doesn't, it can, it's working out is so fun. And, um, whether it's you like group fitness or you like working out on your own or you like bodybuilding and you want to do like shows or whatever, um, cycling, like there's just so many avenues. So like find what you enjoy. That's what's going to help with that consistency. 
And um, same thing as for your uh, nutrition. Like I made a post the other day about it. Like something can work for Susie down the street. If Susie loves counting macros and it works super well for her, Susie is keto, doesn't mean that uh, being keto is going to work well for you. And, um, you know, like I love carbs and my body reacts better to carbs than it does fat. And I actually wish it was the opposite because I enjoy eating fat more than I do carbs. But um, I have noticed through trial and error that my body um, reacts better to carbs. So going keto wouldn't exactly be the best plan for me. And it would make me, you know, pretty pretty miserable because I really like pizza and stuff like that. So um, just think about what that works best for you and that will help with that consistency. And uh, just go into this new year strong, go in there with a game plan and um, not to set like low expectations, but to set realistic ones and um, just, just have a game plan and find people to keep you accountable. I mean, that is something that's been such a game changer for me in this last half of this year is I have really just linked arms with people who are pushing me outside of my comfort zone consistently. And they're challenging me in every single way. And um, even if it's unintentional in a motivational sense that they're motivated about something that they're doing, when you put yourself um, in a room full of people who are inspired, I mean, it's like, it's like reading a book by Tony Robbins. That would be super inspiring. And I would read it and I would be motivated and I would probably be like, yeah, you know, you know I do wanna make some changes. But if I go to a seminar and I'm in a room full of a thousand people who are so stoked to make their lives better and change and grow, like that's going to get me way more amped and like going out of that seminar just like ready to rock than a book would. I'm not going to put a book down, throw it on the table and be like, let's go. It's time to change some lives. Like I'm going to feel like it's going to hit me in my feels and, um, you know, I'm sure I'll do some small things, but Getting around people who are motivated and inspired and who have that same that same drive or same direction that you're wanting to go in, that's what um, has been probably the biggest change for me this year. And so I highly suggest it for you guys. But I hope you've enjoyed this, uh, this short little podcast with me. And um, I really appreciate you guys listening. Hope you guys finish the year strong. Stay consistent with those goals. And uh, stay now, guys. Gonna play that, set you down, I'ma say that. Money me a couple dollars, telling you now this payback. Huh.